I'm Juliana from the Delenta team and you're listening to Conversations with Coaches. Today I have the pleasure to be speaking to Tokiso. He's a talented financial coach and founder of TKO Consultancy. Hi Tokiso, how are you doing today? I'm fantastic, how are you Juliana? Yeah, I'm very good too, thanks. Um, so <laughs> can you tell me about yourself and what you do? So I am a financial wellness and travel enthusiast. I'm very passionate about helping young professionals and entrepreneurs have a better relationship with their money. I am born and bred in the beautiful mountain kingdom of Lesotho, situated in the southern part of Africa, what we call the kingdom in the sky. I mean, it's such a beautiful country with beautiful scenery, gorgeous mountains, and of course, one of the few ski resorts in the African continent. So if you're looking to do some skiing, the kingdom of Lesotho is your place to be. I am also like uh, you mentioned, uh, Juliana, the founder of TKO Consultancy, where we are committed to providing financial wellness programs um, and coaching services to help young professionals and entrepreneurs have a better relationship with their money, such that they're informed and empowered to make sound financial decisions. Yeah, that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> wow, you've done loads. That's really impressive. How did you get into <laughs> coaching? So my, my career started in the banking industry where I was working as a business development um, relationship manager. I then left the banking industry to join the telecommunications, left the telecommunications to join the asset management company and then eventually moving into business. So for me, I would say coaching has always been there, but I was not really aware of it. The reason I say that is because I attended one coaching uh, session while um, as a manager within the telecommunication space, and this was performance coaching. And as a manager, I then had to coach my team members such that they can achieve um, or perform better rather. So for me, the transformation I saw was really quite trans uh, was really quite significant. And I was just like, this is really powerful. But for my financial coaching perspective, so as a young graduate working within the banking industry, I've made a couple of costly financial mistakes besides the fact that I was a finance graduate. You know, I'm talking about high levels of debt. I'm talking about no savings, buying a car I could not afford. And then the ultimate mistake was spending my retirement benefits when I moved from one company to the other. So eventually I then decided, hmm, I need to do better as a, as a professional more so as a finance graduate, you know. So then I wrote up a blog, um, a blog post, and then I shared it, and I it really got a lot of attention. And at that moment, I realized that there's a lot of people who are dealing with a lot of issues around their personal finances, and that's how I sort of kind of started moving into coaching. I did not know I was doing coaching at the time uh, because I was not very intentional about it. It's only recently that I was. I actually discovered to say that, you know what, that performance coaching program I did was really quite um, eye-opening. How then do I tap into that and really develop myself in that area? And then I started doing a lot of reading on coaching. I attended a couple of webinars and I really was quite inspired by what coaches do and the, um, the impact they have on the people, on the coaches that they, that they coach. So yeah, that's essentially how I eventually got into coaching. <laughs> That's a really interesting path you went through so much. So you started basically helping people out and then you realized that you were actually coaching and then so then your passion grew for coaching like that? 
Absolutely, absolutely. And I think for me, just to add on to that, um, like I mentioned, I was not really sure I was coaching. Um, I was just guiding people and holding them accountable. It's only when I started reading about coaching, um, the different types of coaching styles that I realized that I've actually been coaching. It's just that I've not been very methodical about it, you know, very structured in terms of how to actually help the clients achieve the results that they want to achieve. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I guess you'd been through your own financial problems. So then, you know, you knew the outcome of it and what you should have done. And then it made it maybe easier to like help people out from having the experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even if you're studying it, you don't know exactly what it's like until you've experienced it, I guess. Mm. So how did you, so you got your first client just by writing the blog? Is that? No. So surprisingly after the blog, which was to be quite honest, I was quite embarrassed and I judged myself because nobody wants to be, uh, making silly financial mistakes, more so when we've studied finance at varsity, you know, or at university rather. So I post the blog post, I started creating a lot of content um, on different social media platforms around financial, uh, around personal finances. I started doing videos, I started writing a couple of more articles, and then people started actually responding to that. So how I actually got my first client, it started with, um, I think, in 2019, I put up a post on my social media platforms to say that I am your accountability partner. I can help you. I can coach you through your financial um, issues. And then a friend of mine actually referred their mother to, to me as a client. And that was essentially the very first client. So the challenge I had then is one, I did not know, I did not have a coaching package. Two, I did not have the actual results that I was promising the client. And then thirdly, I did not know how to price. And then the last one was, my goodness, we sat in that coaching conversation and I was just like, what on earth am I doing? <laughs> so essentially from that, I then realized that I actually need to do a lot more personal, personal and professional development just to get myself up to the required level such that I, I, I bring in value to the conversations and the coaching program that I, I host. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first ones must always be like really nerve wracking and kind of unprepared. But yeah, I guess you <laughs> from that as well. So that's good. Yeah. So what made you want to go into finance and financial coaching? I think uh, basically, um, so let me just go back to varsity or university. I studied at BCom Financial Management at the University of Pretoria in South Africa. And then I did a postgraduate um, degree in financial management. And then I then started working within the commercial banks in the Lesotho context. And I saw a lot of problems from a, a small business uh, enterprise perspective and a lot of individual clients. So I've always been a finance person and my heart has always been in finance. But within the wide spectrum of finance, I really was not sure where I wanted to play myself, whether it's corporate finance, whether it's uh, investment planning. And then I stumbled upon personal finance, uh, basically based on the financial mistakes that I did. So after the blog post that I mentioned earlier on and all the costly financial mistakes I have made, I started reading up on a lot of personal finance. And that's how I got inspired to 
go into financial coaching. And like I mentioned, I was not really sure about coaching, um, more so about financial coaching. So I then did a postgraduate um, qualification in financial planning law with the University of, with the School of Financial Planning Law at the University of the Free State in South Africa. And after that, I knew that, you know what, um, I've seen a lot of financial advisors helping clients transform the finances. But for me, what I felt was lacking was the accountability or walking the journey with the client. So I was trained as a finance professional. And then I really have this passion for people. And I was also, I also discovered that I'm really great at holding people accountable and developing and unearthing that. So I figured I'm good at this and I'm also good at finance. I'm also very passionate about finance and I've made a lot of mistakes that I've been working on myself. So that's how I got into financial coaching. And again, when I discovered financial coaching, I, it was almost by a mistake because after that coaching experience, I was like, I don't know what I was doing in that, you know, uh, I know about life coaching, I know about career coaching, I knew, I, I knew about personal uh, um, performance coaching, but I had never really seen financial coaching. So I then went on to the internet and I did a Google search. And then I was like, oh my goodness, so there's financial coaching. And that's how I started developing myself around that. I looked for another course that I could do, again, with the School of Financial Planning Law at the University of the Free State in South Africa. And I was like, oh, okay, great. So there's an actual course on financial coaching. So I then enrolled for that particular program. And it has really helped me structure and bring a lot of um, order into the coaching practice that I'm, I'm trying to build. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. You've done so much studying. <laughs> Five degrees. Five wow. degrees. That's crazy. <laughs> I've never heard of that. <laughs> um, so I saw on your posts on social media that um, you kind of help people who struggle with money disorders. Um, for example, like compulsive buying and things like that. How would you suggest that individuals should fight these disorders? So firstly, uh, what I've discovered is many people, myself included, suffer from financial anxiety. You know, many a time you want to ask, you, you're, const you're constantly worrying, do I have enough money? Will I have enough to last me to the next month? Will I have enough to survive a pandemic? You know, and I think for me, that was amplified, that anxiety was amplified by the COVID-19 pandemic where a lot of people really lost the income. A lot of people took pay, uh, pay cuts, you know. And again, the inability for people to travel and their inability to be with their loved ones also now affected the mental well-being. And many a time, uh, you realize that people use money to sort of compensate for some of the things that they can't do, you know. Suddenly, I don't feel too good. I go onto the internet and I buy something, you know, or something uh, many a time I feel guilty for a family member who is, who may be suffering. And then I send them money that um, money that I would otherwise use to save, you know. So you, you find yourself in these money disorders that sort of hold you back from achieving the financial goals, you know. So what I then realized is how do people get out of that? Firstly, you need to recognize that money disorder. Secondly, I forgive yourself after that because many a time you judge yourself too harshly or you, you feel guilty about it. Acknowledge it and then forgive yourself. And then the third step is to seek professional help, either with a financial advisor or a financial coach. 
But I also want to caution financial coaches like myself that many a time you find that that money disorder does not necessarily stem from the financial management of the client. It could be a psychological issue, you know. So when you do pick it up, uh, don't try to be a psychologist because we aren't qualified as psychologists. Make sure that you refer the client to a qualified psychologist such that they deal with the psychological aspects while you are helping with the financial aspects of it. So, yeah. So I'll really just say, be true to yourself, take care of your mental health, but most importantly, be very kind. Money is a very, money is deemed to be very sensitive, but the more we talk about it and the more we normalize talking about it, the better we will relate with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah because it, it kind of leads everything in our world, you know, and it creates a lot of anxiety. I know Absolutely. Like for myself or for anyone I know, it's, you know, one of the main worries in life, isn't it? So yeah, <laughs> it should be something that's not taboo. Um, Absolutely not. And I, I love to say, guys, let's call money money and let's stop saying, let's, let's stop giving it names. You know, it's, it's really just money. And it can make us happy many a time because it's, it's, it's a part of our lives and we can't deny that. So let's call money money. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So what do you enjoy most about your work life right now? So, Juliana, I'll be very honest with you. I was building my consultancy while still working for corporate. Um, I had a nine-to-five job, which I recently left about five weeks ago. So I'm now fully new into the consulting and coaching business. And if I was to be very honest, what I love the most is having ownership of my time. You know, I get to decide the working hours. I get to decide when to see clients, whether they are locally or um, virtually uh, across the globe. So I get to really own my time and I decide on my schedule. So for me, I absolutely love that. The second thing besides the flexibility is seeing your clients. Well, second, uh, second thing I love about the internet is and the coaching life is I'm based in Lesotho and I can be working with a client in Zimbabwe or I could be client working with a client in the United States of America or a client in the United Kingdom. Obviously, you, you then have to understand the different legislations and the different environments. But for me, coaching is it, it allows you access to a bigger audience or bigger client base rather. And then thirdly, um, the transformation that you see, and this is the most important one, the transformation that I see with the clients that I'm coaching, you know, when you see a client move from very anxious and very scared about money to feeling very empowered and confident and in control, for me, that is what gives me a reason to get up in the morning and to do what I do. Yeah. Yeah, it must feel so rewarding to help people. Absolutely. <laughs> to go back to the, um, the, the, you know, choosing your own hours thing that you were talking about, I saw, you know, and you were saying earlier that you're a traveling enthusiast. So you're like really passionate about that. Does that make it much easier to travel, being able to choose your own hours and work from your laptop? I would say absolutely. And firstly, um, so I'm, I'm a double major in the sense that I, I majored in financial management at university and I also man, I majored in tourism management. So I have a big passion for tourism, you know, and I love to infuse traveling with finance because the two are sort of kind of related. So with the coaching approach that I'm doing now is I get to do a lot of um, traveling 
and conveniently so because I can then schedule my firstly all I need is my laptop and a stable internet and then I, I need a platform like the, um, the the platform that you guys are providing from a coaching perspective you know so for me it allows me I could be literally anywhere in the world at any point in time as long as I have a stable internet and I've got my laptop I can hop into a coaching uh, conversation with the client I get to update the tasks I get to agree on them um, we get to agree on what we decided to do in the meeting and then I get to keep track on where my clients are at any point in time I think for me also the other platform that I love what I love about the platform that you guys are providing is transparency literally I have the dashboard provides me a view of the number of clients I'm coaching the payments are standing, where the invoices are, and most importantly, the timelines and the deadlines for the client activities that we've agreed on. So for me, um, it's been almost five weeks of finding myself, stabilizing, but also being able to travel locally. So I, yeah, I'm enjoying the journey. I'm absolutely enjoying the journey. And I'm so glad that Delenta has been helping you so much. No, Delenta is um, absolutely, like I was there, I was chatting to one of your colleagues earlier on to say that uh, Delenta is <laughs> one of the most transformational uh, parts of this journey. Um, and I'll tell you why. Um, so firstly, when I started into, when I moved into coaching, I, after I've mastered the art of coaching, if you will, you know, is now was to say, so I have a coaching conversation with the client. How then do I know and remember what we agreed on? You know, secondly, how then do I follow up on the next meeting that we're going to do? Thirdly, is how much do I need to invoice this particular client? You know, so for me, the lender has provided that platform where it integrates my Zoom platform, my PayPal platform, my calendar, and of course, the customer relationship management platform into one. So for me, that has really helped me deal with the anxiety of saying, now I have to navigate from the invoicing platform to the customer relationship platform to the calendar to, you know. So for me, it's really provided me that platform. And it, it has taken a lot of stress and the tediousness of running a business out of the, the, the process. So for me, I, I, like I was mentioning to one of your colleagues, I love <laughs> the platform. Love oh, the platform. Oh, good. That makes me really happy. Um, yeah. yeah. And I guess it makes it easier for the, the clients as well because they're not receiving like a billion emails um, about different things. Like everything's in one place and they can, they can just see the tasks they've got to do. And yeah. And I think, and I think adding on to that as well, the instant chat opportunity where I can literally just drop them a message to say, hi, make sure that um, you follow up on the action item we agreed on prior to our next meeting. And the client's able to respond back to say that, thank you, noted. I'm just like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's easy. <laughs> That's so good. I'm really glad that it's been good for you. So where do you see yourself in the next five years? So in the next five years, so first I'm a big advocate for planning and setting goals. But for me, I want to share three goals that I see myself in the next couple of years. So firstly, I want to see myself as an accredited and accredited with the different um, coaching associations. Um, so I'm working on being an accredited coach officially. 
And I see myself being an accredited and experienced financial coach where the clients can really see the transformation. I'm doing well so far, but I'd love to be a subject matter expert in coaching. I want to be the best financial coach there is. You know, secondly, secondly, I see myself building a coaching academy where basically young people, um, particularly in the African continent, who want to venture into coaching, that they have a place for them to start. You know, I know what I the, some of the struggles I went through when I was starting out. So I really want to build an academy where young coaches can find a safe space for them to excel. Thirdly, financial independence. I'm a financial wellness coach, so I advocate for financial independence. This basically means I want to work when I need to work or feel like working, travel, every single time I want to. So I basically want to own my time and not ever have to worry about money. And then lastly, I really want to be a real agent of positive transformation within Africa and within the world at large. So yeah, that's 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 where I see myself in the next five years. That's amazing. You have so many plans and goals. I hope all the best, all the best for you and your journey you. to come. Um, yeah, I was looking at your YouTube channel and you post loads of videos up there and everything. It's really cool. Um, would you say that YouTube and live streaming is an effective way of getting more clients and leads? I, I absolutely think so. And I agree with that. And my reasons for saying that is, firstly, I, I love how my personal and the business uh, YouTube channels are growing. And I believe that um, I believe that there are great opportunities for new leads or prospective clients to find you. And the reason I say this is through these platforms, you have the ability to share content, content that is not one, uh, content that is free, Secondly, content that is authentic and content that is valuable to the client without necessarily selling a product or pushing a sale, you know. Mm -hmm. So for me, I use YouTube for me to connect. This is, uh, this is a platform where the viewers or prospective clients can really get to know who Tukiso is, what they're about, and, you know, build that relationship with me. Secondly, it's, it's through, particularly with the live um, streams, is you get to really engage with your community, you know, uh, they get to ask you questions without feeling the pressure to consult, they, and you get to be, you get to build that relationship with them, and you need to, you, it helps you People see you in your authentic, natural state, and then they are then able to decide, is this the kind of person that I want to work with? But for me, the biggest opportunity for these different platforms is the ability for people to connect with you without the pressure of having to sign up for a sale or a program or whatever the case may be. And then lastly, the value of the information that you share. So for me, I use the different uh, platforms, particularly YouTube and the live streams, to share industry insights, to share issues, burning issues within the industry and information that can uplift, inspire, educate, inform somebody. And once the person sees the value, then then become easier to approach you as a client. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting what you're saying about, um, you know, them not feeling the pressure of having to sign up to anything because they can literally just comment on your video and then that kind of can become a lead if you message them or just answer you can get into a chat and you know that's that's a good way to do it do you have to yeah. post, do you usually post often or what do you have 
like so so for the company youtube channel um we are about to start doing a few we have a, a number of live streams planned in the next few weeks that we'll be launching and then on my personal channel where i share content on money travel and lifestyle focusing on the lesotho context and the african context is i try to upload a video at least well at least two videos a month in terms of frequency and when possible so yeah and i think the other platform that i'm also building is the podcasts you know so i've started a podcast that i launched in january this year and so youtube and podcast and of course i have a weekly column where i write on personal finance matters it's it's it, I, I try to publish and push that content as often as possible because let's be honest money is an everyday thing you know you keep learning you use it you lose it so you'd also need that dose of inspiration to say that well i'm doing well or i didn't do so well in this regard how then do i close and improve and do better so i try to post in the different platforms as often as humanly possible yeah yeah if you're posting to as many places as possible then more people will see it and then you'll be able to analyze what works best what works less well yeah good way to do it definitely it's cool that you're like writing articles and making podcasts and everything it also teaches yourself a lot you know like self-growth to constantly learning constantly learning yes <laughs> yeah it's really good so if you were looking for a coach for yourself what um how would you know what questions would you ask to know if the coach is right for you so for me i would ask um what's the reason for going to coaching you know, and the reason I will ask that question is somebody's story, you can tell if you can relate to the story or not, that journey as, as it were, you know, so why did they decide to be, why did they decide to do coaching? If it's financial coaching, why financial coaching? If it's life coaching, why life coaching or career coaching, you know, so the story and the reason that they, they tell, they, they, they share with me will be a deciding factor, because if I can't relate to it, then I'm not too sure that the journey will be seamless. Secondly, uh, the values and also what keeps them going. Why do they do what they do, how they do it, you know? And then lastly is what results have they actually achieved? Because if I'm going to engage a coach, at the end of the coaching relationship, I need to see transformation. If it's my finances, if it's my career, if it's my life in general, I need to see results, you know? So for me, I would want to see the results. And this is where the testimonials come in. Who have you worked with? What kind of clients have you worked with? And what kind of transformation have they witnessed or experienced in their lives? So for me, it would be those three, those three. Everything else is important, but for me, those are the core uh, from a coaching relationship. And of course, again, the last one, I almost forgot about the last one, is credibility. Are you accredited? Are you qualified? Are you, what are you doing in terms of development? And again, goes back to the last question, what kind of content are you producing out there such that I can see the quality of work that you're going to do? Yeah, because a lot of people can go into coaching nowadays, but then you have to find you know, them on, online. You want to see what they're up to. And then as you were saying, accredited, you know, mm. then you know they've got experience and that they can probably help you. Yeah, I like that advice. That's good. So do you have any advice for coaches out there? 
So for me, the coach, um, the advice I would have for coaches out there is when I started coaching, I was dealing with the imposter syndrome. The imposter syndrome, even though you know that you're good at what you do and you can, you've seen the results, it's the imposter syndrome will constantly creep up on you and then make you believe that you're not good enough. So for me, the coach, uh, the advice would be to an aspiring coach or any coach out there really is, let's believe in ourselves, believe in your story and believe and trust in your skills. The second advice I would have is continuous professional development. The personal and professional development is extremely important. So go out there, let's get accredited, let's read, let's write, let's produce content, you know, and then attend seminars or webinars or join professional networks. Be intentional about your personal development because the more you develop yourself, the better value will be to your clients. Thirdly, respect your clients and always ensure you maintain confidentiality. The reasons our clients come to us is because they believe in us and they trust us. So let's also be respectful to them because they also provide an income for us, you know. And then the fourth one, automate, 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 and automate as much as you can. So if you've got a platform like um, Delenta where you literally have a one-stop shop for all your things, let the admin be automated such that we can focus on what we do best and that is coaching and transforming the lives of our clients. So as much as you can, automate, automate, automate. That's great advice. Yeah. <laughs> I hope Thank you. coaches will hear this and it will help them out. So could you tell our listeners where they can find you online? So you were saying you had a YouTube channel and Instagram or Facebook, anything? Yeah. So on the personal side, which is the TK Tukison Tebe, would be I have a YouTube channel called TK Ntebe. I have a podcast called Money Adventures with TK. It's available on Apple and Google Podcasts or any of the other podcast platforms available. I'm also very active on social media. I have a Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Just search for Tukiso TK Ntebe and I'll pop up. From a company perspective, um, you can Google TKO Consultancy. It's available on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. We're also available on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn under TKO Consultancy. And then we are working on both the Tukison Tebe website as an individual brand, and of course, the TKO Consultancy websites, which will hopefully launch in the next few weeks. So I'm very excited about those. And then again, you can literally just connect with me and please do subscribe to my YouTube channel and see the travel adventures, the money adventures from a Lesotho African perspective. Thank you, Takisa. It was so lovely to speak to you. And I look forward to hearing more of what you do and your journey. Thanks everyone for listening to Conversations with Coaches. You can find all of our episodes on our website at www.delenta.com. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Cheers, guys. (laughs) 